What's up, Whisper Nation? It's Tuesday, so you know what that means. It's waiver wire time. It's time to get those claims in, time to spend that fob money on a guy that you could help get or you could get and he could help you win your league or win your next week at least and that's what we're doing here we're playing a weekly game so let's talk about some running backs wide receivers quarterbacks and tight ends you can grab on the waiver right here on the fantasy whispers right here that's right big travi welcome into the wednesday the wednesday the tuesday I almost said Wednesday waiver wire because it was like WWW. Uh, but it's the Tuesday waiver wire show with your boys over here on the Fantasy Whispers. I am the host for this show. Surprising enough, I, I can't believe I don't know it. how we can't believe this. I, yeah, I don't either, but it happened. So I am your host for this show, the show only. So I get to do what I want uh, as a host. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at uh, Johnny underscore game time. You can find my co-host. On this show, uh, normally the normal host, uh, a big Travi on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. What is going on, Travis? Week three has already been slammed shut in the books. We're about to get on to week four. We got some awesome guys that we're going to talk about here. A couple running backs, some wide receivers you're definitely going to want to pick up, some tight ends, and maybe some streamable quarterbacks if you need that kind of thing. But first, Travis. How are you feeling, man? How are you feeling? We're about to have a quarter of the season already in the books almost. Like, that's wild. We spent so much time building up, and then it feels like the season just snaps by. Yeah, I really feel like we're going to be able to close the book, not on just week four, you know, once we do, but also on, like, certain takes. We're going to know that this this team's basically given up on this player and this role, or they are, you know, solidifying that player in that role. And so what we're starting to see is more data points, of course. We're starting to see some more things throw themselves to us. Um, and I just think it's, it's in a really exciting time to get a month into the season then the weather will start to change. Then we're going to see some teams develop new habits. And it's just a, it's just a fun time. We've got an even longer season this year with the 17-game season. So we've mm-hmm. got teams managing that in their own way. That'll be an interesting uh, place to be as well. And look, we've told you all year long, we told you in the offseason, that the draft was only one part of this. That trades and waiver wires were the other part. Um, that you need to get going on here. And so we're going to help you out with this waiver wire column, which will be up on the site later today, actually within the next hour or so. I'll get that article up on the site. But here's a little preview into the article, a few players you can pick up right now, and just, you know, who would you drop, who would you, you know, add, all those kind of good things. We will get I love to in, say what's up. Yeah, we will get into, into all of that in just a second. want to say what's up to Mr. Miyagi. Oh, God, help us all. Johnny is the host. Yeah. Uh, we'll get through it though. We'll get through it. Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe Gus, uh, Gus Ramos coming up three and oh, baby, let's go. Yeah. That's what it's that, about. He survived that CD lamb onslaught last night. The Dallas offense kind of slowed yeah. down after they got that lead. Yeah. Oh my goodness. If you, I just want to mention one more time. If you are new to our channel, please hit that subscribe, hit that bell. So you get notified anytime that we go live. You never know what is going to happen on our live shows last night. We were just, you know, having our normal Monday night, uh, you know, show, watching right. the game, reviewing the show, breaking down something, and all of a sudden, it just went off. We had a, a bunch of people jump on our stream. It was a great time. A uh, bunch of new subs, so appreciate all of them for stopping by. Once again, if you're new to our channel, hit that subscribe. We drop fantasy football content daily to help you win your league and build up that awesome fantasy football community and Whisper Nation. But you know what we need to build up, Travis? Those rosters, the yeah, depth. Right. 
So let's jump into some of these guys. I do want to remind you what our threshold is. Uh, players that are rostered under 50%. We will dive into those guys. Some guys will quickly just throw out there. Make sure you check your waiver wire. These, those, these guys are going to be the highest priority. But we're not going to dive too much into them because we did last week. Told you to go pick them up last week. So if they're still available on your waiver wire, make sure you put these at a higher priority. That is running back Michael Carter from the New York Jets. Mike Jacecki getting on the board. Do you believe it? Maybe. I think he's the talent uh, at the tight end position that we need. We'll see if that uh, role keeps expanding. You want to touch on that, Travis? Yeah, I mean, just quickly that Mike Gusecki with Brissett in the lineup seems to be more um, you know, apt to go get targets, get, to get involved in the offense. It's more of a you know, conservative dink and dunk style offense, which could benefit Gusecki if they get him out in space. So just wanted to, I really wanted to write about him this week, but he's owned, he's, he's rostered in too many leagues. You guys are smart out there. Yeah, and um, we do know Jacoby does like using his tight ends, so that I do expect to continue uh, for the short term. We'll see what Tua does when he gets back. Kirk Cousins, 68% quarterback. That would be the number one uh, to pick up over there. Still can't believe how well he has started off this season just destroying these matchups. So continue to roll in the fire with him. Cole Beasley, 66%. The fantasy glitch, Cordero Patterson, 65%. Uh, one of my favorite pickups, Sony Michelle, 63%, got a lot of the carries there. Henderson, expect to miss a little bit more time. Zach Moss, having a big day, 62% available, or uh, roster on 62% of leagues. Make sure you pick him up if you need a running back. Chris uh, Christian Kirk, 58%, and Derek Carr, 52%. You're staying in the flames with Derek Carr. He's looking good as well. All right, Travis, those are all the players that, you know, most leagues have taken up. So we don't want to dive too much more on those guys. Let's dive into this first running back. We got him on the uh, thumbnail of this video. So if you checked it out, appreciate you. Make sure you hit this, uh, give this a like on uh, on your way in. Give that thumbs up. All right. And first I just wanted back. to let everybody know in the chat really quick, Johnny, if you yeah. guys are asking questions, we're going to get to those right now. We just want to get through these top waiver ads and then I'll get to your questions. Uh, to, and, and a lot of those could be answered right here as we go through the article and some of the guys that, that are going to be in it. Yep. All right. So this first running back we got you or that you wrote about Chuba Hubbard. No surprise here. Carolina Panthers uh, running back after CMC going down with the hamstring strain out uh, multiple weeks. Not going on the IR, though, uh, the short term IR. They're going at least not yet. Yeah, at least not yet. Just like last year. Uh, but he is roster only 41 percent of sleeper leagues. Travis, you want to break down. Chuba and what you like so much about him and why you expect him uh, to be at least a, a good RB2 fantasy option for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so by the time we get to Sunday, Christian McCaffrey will have missed 13 of his last 20 games. And so wow. if you did not handcuff Christian McCaffrey, unfortunately, that is a bad situation for you. Maybe you'll be able to get the top priority and go get him this week. Otherwise, we're looking at Chuba Hubbard here going to one of your league mates, and that is a devastating thing in your league because – on 55% of snaps, he got uh, 14 touches, okay? He equated that to about 55 yards on 4.73 yards per carry. The most important thing here, Johnny, is the five targets that he got, which means that they're going to continue to try and run this offense through Chuba Hubbard the way that they have done with Christian McCaffrey. And so Chuba is a guy you need to add immediately as the top waiver priority. I don't think we're, you know, breaking bread or, or really, you know, 
reinventing the wheel here. Go get him. He's a running back that's going to run through the offense here, um, or the offense is going to run through him, so to say. And I think it's just, you know, think about what we got out of Mike Davis last last year. Consistent RB2 numbers. Chuba actually could be better than Mike Davis because he is younger. He's, you know, maybe a, a little bit better of a, of a running back prospect. And then you look at this offense improving from last year, potentially under Sam Darnold. So I think there's a, there's a lot of league-winning capability here. And as I said, 13 of the last 20 games for CMC, probably even more than that as that goes uh, forward. And if he gets, you know, hamstrings aren't one to just go away. Sometimes they can linger. They can come back, pop back up. So for me, I think Chuba Hubbard's a no-brainer, number one top priority. I mean, even if you need wide receiver, I would consider go grabbing Chuba Hubbard just because it takes it away from your league mates and an opportunity for them to get a running back in an RB thirsty league. Yeah, you could definitely flip him rather quickly, not only either to the CMC uh, player or use it as a throw in uh, with another player to really upgrade your position there. I really like that. Um, I do want to touch. Okay, so Christian McCaffrey. Are we what are we doing with Christian McCaffrey? Are we are we holding him? Are we uh, trying to trade him? Are we trying to acquire him? We did talk about how that injury could, does linger. I talked about how many games he's missed. If you're 0-3, Johnny, and you're looking for some value back and you're really panicking because maybe six or only four teams get into your playoffs and you have CMC and you think you can get a boatload of value for him, you know, go go ahead and do that. I wouldn't mind that. If you mm-hmm. don't, like if you have an IR, stash him in your IR. That's what you want to do. Look, we know that the minute CMC is on the field, he gets he rolls out of bed with about 20 points of PPR. Yeah, it's insane. So we know we know touchdown that, or not. Yeah, yeah, we know that's what he does. The problem here is that hamstrings linger, and the problem is also that he's been more injury prone over the last couple, you know, season and a half. So that's something that I am going to watch out for. We know they linger. I am a little bit scared here. Mister uh, Mister Miyagi says McCaffrey not going on the IR worries me to spend a truckload of fab to get him. Look, I understand that. But we also have seen hamstrings linger on. Remember Dalvin Cook a couple years ago just never got right from his hamstring. Um, so this is something to monitor. Just because they didn't put him on IR, maybe they're just being very hopeful. Maybe this is a team that hope, hopes it turns, but we don't know what's going to happen with that hamstring. All right, let me ask you a couple of running backs. Would you drop for him? Okay. Um, the answer is you, yes. <laughs> Mark, Mark Ingram. Absolutely. Um, are you dropping... Are you dropping Latavius Murray? Yes. Okay. Are you dropping Ronald Jones? Yes. Rondale Moore, last week's uh, major. This would depend on my roster construction. If I was in dire need of a flex um, more more season long, I could consider it. But, yeah, most likely I'm I'm dropping Rondale Moore for Chuba Hubbard. Okay. Um, Taysom Hill? Or Taysom Hill. Taysom Williams. Tyson Williams, yeah. Exactly. Tyson Williams, excuse me. Uh, and last one, Eliza Mitchell. Would you drop Elijah? I don't Ooh. know if I would. I don't think I don't know if I would. And then Mr. Miyagi comes in with Sermon, who I think is also another good investment that you may not want to drop. I will say Sermon did not look great on Sunday night, except for the touchdown that he got in on. Other yeah, than that, did. he had a drop. He was stuffed at the line a couple times. He just didn't look like he was and the greatest. He looks look slow. Yeah. So he looks slow. I would be considering. I would consider dropping one of the San Fran backs. We've got Jeff Wilson coming back. Mitchell, obviously, a little bit smaller, maybe even injury prone, if that's going to be his career. And then Sermon. Are I, you I, are you selling high on Sermon right now? 
if you could get, yeah, if you could get a value back for Sermon, I think that's, I think a, that's so. a fine deal as well. Yeah, I think so. All right, moving on to this next running back here. We have only rostered in 7% of, of sleeper leagues. Uh, most people don't believe in him. I'm I'm still on the border. Big Travi, give me the case uh, for Peyton Barber. We saw him get, you know, the bell cow work usage. Uh, we, we heard this two weeks ago. We still have no idea uh, what is going on or the timetable with Josh Jacobs. Uh, so Peyton Barber comes in number two at the running back position on this article. Break it down for us, what you like, what you don't like. How much would you be considering uh, going in on this kind of waiver wire pickup? <sighs> you know, much like when your struggle's you're, real. One, much like when it's 2 a.m. and you tell your Uber driver, hey, can you hit that Taco Bell on, on the way home, please? And you convince him to do it, and then you're sitting there in that line. You kind of come out of your drunken funk, and you go, why am I here? What? How did we get here? That's where we're at with Peyton Barber. I have no idea why we're here, but folks, we're here. And this guy got 26 total touches, over 140 all-purpose yards, and scored on the ground last week. Look, as much as we don't want this to happen, Peyton Barber's in there. And then when they asked John Gruden after the game, he said, look, Peyton Barber doesn't miss passing uh, pass-blocking assignments. He doesn't do that, right? And because he doesn't do that, he doesn't come off the field. And so now he's out there in the role that we wanted really for um, Josh Jacobs. And not only that, but if you look at Peyton Barber, Peyton Barber getting more involved in the passing game than even we saw Josh Jacobs. Five targets, three catches, 31 yards. That's a 10.3 yards per catch. Johnny, as much as I don't want to talk about it, this is Peyton Barber. He needs to be added in, in all formats pretty much because this is the RB thirst that happens in our leagues and in, in fantasy football. And Peyton Barber's got to be talked about and he's got to be added. I know he's, he feels like one of those guys, though, that like you're going to pick him up and you're going to want to trust him uh, based on this. And then the carpet's just going to get pulled right from under you. Yeah. Uh, but it, it could happen. Uh, I do agree with the uh, the thirst that happens at the running back position. I do think that because most people aren't buying in to this or, you know, to Peyton Barber, they might let him, you know, slide. You might be able to get him for a, a little bit cheaper on that waiver wire fob. Uh, on the budget there and he could be a plug and play it is interesting i still this is so wild to me like you pay Kenyon drake all this money and talk him up all off season and then the moment that you're able to use him you don't like you just you just you you put in peyton barber still like that's wild to me again yeah. coaching rationality you can't always uh you can't always assume that so uh i definitely do think he's worth the pickup i don't know if i would necessarily i'm going to give you those same guys that i just asked if you would drop him for uh and and we'll see how far you go on on for peyton barber all right so again would you drop uh we'll, we'll just start here at the top mark mark ingram would you start uh drop yep. mark ingram for him all right would you drop uh, and i believe i i do second that um latavius murray yes tyson williams yep and uh, Rondell Moore last last week's. Again, it would be roster construction. My concern with Rondell Moore, and we could talk you know, on this extensively, is the snap percentage. And this mm -hmm. team is going to continue to use Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore in tandem in the slot. Both guys very high slots percentages. And I think because of the percentage dipping down, it, I mean, and then Jacobs should come back eventually, right? Like the ankle, right. he's not going to be out forever. So that's why I think I would hang on to maybe more. Um, but I think that there's a case to be made if you if you need RB. Felton for Barber. Would you drop Felton for Barber? That's a good one. 
I, uh, yes. I would. Yeah, I would, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not necessarily third. barring that yet. Yeah. Especially, it's more so game script on why they keep adding or having him carry. Like yeah. The, yeah. So, uh, not buying into that one. I would do that. All right. We are, those are the uh, two running backs we're going to talk. It's a little bit thin on the running back. Actually, sorry. We got one more. We got one more. Sorry. I mean, well, I mean, we'll just speak quickly on the third yeah. one, Johnny. Ramondre Stevenson has just made the list because James White has the hips of flexion and, uh, it's like he could be out forever in this in this year, or he could come back. We don't know. But the bottom line is Ramondre Stevenson, underrated wide receiver out of the backfield here. Mm-hmm. So uh, or an underweight underrated receiver out of the backfield at the running back position. And Ramondre, we know is the big back. He can also be a goal line back. Damian Harris, this is Damian Harris's team. Don't get me wrong. He's going mm-hmm. to run the ball consistently but we haven't seen Harris used in the passing game and if White's out of this offense you know they're going to want to use somebody in the passing game maybe it's JJ Taylor maybe it's Brandon Bolden those two got some work last week but not a lot I still think I think it's Ramondre I think it'll be Ramondre Stevenson once he gets out of the doghouse so I think he's worth an ad if you're you know just looking for a stash guy and then kind of monitor his usage going forward I do think JJ Taylor is an interesting kind of one in that same boat. I do. They have used him and and they do like him kind of in that James White. I did project that to be James White and next year uh, would be JJ Taylor. It'll be interesting seeing what they do uh, moving forward. Like you said, uh, Harris has gotten a little bit more work than we thought, like more work than Sony got last year. Um, So we'll see what ends up happening there. Difficult, difficult matchup this next week against Tampa Bay. Tom Brady coming back, so we'll see what ends up happening there. All right, we are going to jump over to the wide receivers. I just want to remind everyone who is tuning in right now, appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. If you give this video a like on the way in, greatly helps the algorithms on YouTube, on whatever platform you're on, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Periscope, really helps with that, helps get our brand and this channel out to more people to help more people. So we will uh, get to your questions at the end of the show uh, to get you uh, all those. So we'll be stick around. We'll be going through all those in shortly. All right. Wide receivers, Travis got my guy. Number one over here on the wide receiver TP uh, Tim Patrick. The dude is just, you know, I mean, he's not sexy. He, He isn't. You know, he's not going to win. He's not going to win. You well, know, uh, uh, Tim Patrick, dude. I bet you his wife thinks hey, he's sexy. I mean, yeah, that's probably I'm, I'm just saying I from just a, a, a fantasy, a fantasy perspective, you know, people just keep overlooking. Oh, Jerry Judy is going to come back. Well, sure, he might come back. But now KJ Hamler is out for the season with torn ACL. So in steps Tim Patrick, who is already getting uh, a bulk of the snaps already because of the uh, injury to Jerry Judy. Now looking like a more season long uh, opportunity and uh, investment. So Tim Patrick, go pick him up on your waiver wire. You want to break it down for the people. Uh, He is rostered on only 36% of sleeper leagues. Like this is a guy dating back to last year that has a handful of double digit fantasy outings with terrible quarterbacks play last year. Now gets a steady guy in Teddy B. So Big Trav, you want to break down a little bit more what you like and what you're seeing from Tim Patrick? Yeah, with Cortland Sutton out last year in weeks 9 through 13, Patrick had one, two, three, four out of five games go for double-digit PPR fantasy points. If we look at this year, Johnny, he's been over 70% snap share in all three games. Okay, that included game one with uh, your boy Jerry Jerry Judy in the lineup. 39 yards for Tim Patrick in that first game, but he scored. 
And then in the second game, only 37 yards on 74% snap share, but he scored. Then this week, they flipped scripts. They used Tim Patrick down the field. Connections of 24, 27, and 31 yards for your boy as he got 98 yards on the day, catching all five of his targets for 98 yards and 14 PPR fantasy points. Johnny, this is a guy who has now posted the wide receiver 30 numbers in PPR, the wide receiver 24 in standard, and here's the kicker. He's only dropped one, and I don't even think he dropped because he's not credited with a drop, so he's only missed on one of his targets this year. That is great for a guy you want to go get in your lineup right now. He's the top of my wide receiver ad because I really think what they showed last week is they're willing to use him in the deep threat role. We thought that was specifically going to be for Cortland Sutton. Well, then we saw K.J. Hamler get injured. He'll be out for the year now. Jerry Judy with the high ankle. And you've got a situation where Patrick is going to be you know, used in this offense quite a bit. I, I would imagine his snap share goes from 76 last week, closer to the 80 or 90 range this week because of the injuries at the position. And so Patrick, a journeyman, a four-year veteran, we know that, um, you know, that, Teddy can sustain more than one wide receiver. And I think both he and Sutton in this offense um, that builds off the run and then does play action shots is going to be a, a nice add for you um, on your team. If you need that wide receiver depth, a couple of uh, next, next four games, a little brutal uh, next. Well, yeah, next four games. Cause Washington is just allowing everyone to score on them and giving up a ton of points. But even but, yeah. even you would say Baltimore and Pittsburgh are tough, but we've seen teams get at them. Even the, yeah. the Raiders got at them a couple times. Then you yeah. have the Raiders in there. I, I don't think that any of these matchups aren't winnable for Tim Patrick. I think the moment that Judy comes back, you'd have to downgrade Patrick a bit, but we've seen those high ankle sprains really linger, and I yeah. think you're going to get some you know good usage out of Patrick over the next month. I agree. All right, we got uh, the next wide – oh, let me ask you – uh, let me ask you a couple of wide receivers. Would you drop for Tim Patrick? Okay. Uh, before we move on, we got uh, KJ Osborne. Would you a big dud from KJ Osborne? They use the tight end a lot more in this game. Uh, would you drop KJ Osborne? Yes. Uh, Zach Pascal. Yes. Tim uh, uh, Pittman really coming on. I would have loved to yeah. write about Pittman as well. Rostered in too many leagues, but he really uh, becoming a yeah. target hog in that offense. Pittman looking looking real good. Uh, Rondell Moore, would you drop Rondell? I would. Okay. Uh, and then uh, last but not least, uh, your boy, Quez, uh, Quez Cephas. Would Quintez you, uh, Cephas? Yeah, Quintez Cephas? Yeah, Cephas can go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I figured, but uh, yeah. All right. Uh, next player we're going to uh, talk about here, Emmanuel Sanders, Buffalo Bills, roster on 30%. 37% of sleeper leagues, excuse me, um, got in the end zone twice yesterday. We talked about how explosive this offense was. It was only a matter of time before, uh, you know, Josh had another big day. And as a result, Sanders, who just seems to be this like wide receiver that flows, floats under the radar a lot of weeks, uh, had some games. Do we expect this to continue moving forward? Is this that second option for Buffalo? Yeah, and I think we're, what we're seeing is, is, I mean, he may not be the exact target second option, but he's definitely the big play threat outside of Diggs. And so what we've seen when the offense reaches its ceiling is a guy like Emmanuel Sanders steps forward. We've seen Dawson Knox come on, who we'll talk a little bit about later or if, when we talk about tight end. But Emmanuel Sanders, after failing to crack 55 yards in his first two, he then goes over that for 98 yards 
caught five of six, and he scored two touchdowns. He showed how much upside this offense can have in a game where, you know, Josh Allen threw 43 times. Any given week, I think Sanders could be plugged into your flex if the matchup is right. And then check this out, Johnny. Houston, Kansas City, and Tennessee are the next three games for them. There should be shootouts in every three, one of those. So we, uh, in, in all three of those. So we definitely like Sanders going forward. I think he would have made it over Tim Patrick if I didn't see the clearer path to targets. We obviously have Cole Beasley and Knox to compete with with targets, but I do like Sanders as the second highest waiver priority at the wide receiver position this week. All right, Travis, we are going to uh, get into this next wide receiver here. A.J. Green getting a little bit of revival here in Arizona, uh, getting over 100 yards. First time in a while that he had over 100 receiving yards. Is A.J. Green someone he, we can trust? Or is he, again, is this going to be in Arizona, this type of, you know, whack-a-mole with these other wide receivers and Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, uh, and A.J. Green to where we're not really going to know who you should trust in that lineup as that secondary option for Arizona. Is that how it is? Or are you really believing in AJ green uh, moving forward? Uh, I believe in AJ green because of the fact that he's on the field all the time. So when we look at these other guys like Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore, they don't crack 75% of the snap share. They just don't get into that, right? They, they are used within the slot. So they're not in there in every single uh, series. So we, you know, they're going to go two wide receiver set. You look at the snap percentage for A.J. Green, 80, 84, 79. This is a guy who's on the field quite a bit. And in that 79, which was his lowest of the season, goes five of six for 112 yards. Johnny had a healthy 22 yards per catch. He looked good. You know, we talked about this after week one. Is A.J. Green dusted? Is he is he washed up? We're looking at it now. He's not letting that be the narrative right now. He came back out and got things done. He scored in week two. He got over 100 yards in week three. We talked about how Kyler Murray was in the offseason gassing up A.J. Green, talking about how much he liked him and the connection was there. So I really think A.J. Green is worth an ad. He's about the third highest on my priority here with wide receivers, and I think he's definitely worth some fob uh, you know, allocation here as we try to watch this chemistry progress. And bottom line is, am I saying, you, you know, Rondell Moore was a hard drop, as we talked about. You know, he was a hard decision to make as a drop. Is Christian Kirk a guy you want to roster? Yes, you want to continue to roster pieces of these Arizona Cardinals because of the offense actually reaching its ceiling with Cliff Kingsbury right now. But I think A.J. Green's a fine ad right now this week, and let's kind of roll in the fire and see where the usage is at with him um, and if it can continue with that high snap percentage. All right. Uh, we are going to get a lot of people have been asking to him. I know we, we brought it up last night. He is reinstated to the NFL. Josh Gordon, your boy, Flash, coming back to the NFL. Kansas City Chiefs are reported to be signing him. He is rostered only 17% of sleeper leagues. He's the number one on sleeper right now as, as far as ads. Because no one thought he was going to be coming back. But is this the same old story with Josh Gordon? Or is he now someone we should really consider Picking up, putting him on our on our bench. Uh, will he have fantasy relevant weeks where we can actually trust him in our lineup? You know, Josh Gordon reminds me of like that distant cousin at the barbecue that keeps trying to ask you for money. You know, he just keeps coming back and you just you're like you get tricked each time by him. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'll pay you back. Don't worry, dude. Yeah. I, I don't I don't. 
I, Here you look, go. Here's 200 bucks. Yeah. Josh Gordon is getting his 10th shot in the NFL, which means it's our 10th t- chance to go to the waiver wire and pick up Josh Gordon. I think that Josh Gordon is worth an ad. I ranked him as such behind these other guys because I just think there's more substance to their ads. Josh Gordon will need to not only come in from time off in the NFL again, but he'll have to get acclimated with uh, the offense again. He'll get to have to get chemistry built up with a new quarterback again. Now, luckily, the quarterback throwing him the ball is Patrick Mahomes. You should get plenty of opportunities. But again, we have not seen that third receiving option, you know, really get going for Kansas City ever, even when they were really good. Right now, they are struggling because they don't have that third option. Teams are bracketing Tyreek Hill. They're coming after Kelsey, and they're saying, hey, beat us any other way. Now we're seeing that, you know, they're going to go get desperate and get Josh Gordon here, who's desperate to make his career revive. Now, should should he revive it? I think it would be a great story. I think he's worth an ad if you miss out on some of those other guys we talked about. But uh, I wouldn't be getting way too excited here. It's not like when Antonio Brown came back and we mm-hmm. got really excited he was going with Brady. This is a little bit different, a little bit more uh, in between him and some production here. Yeah, definitely. ML saying the distant cousin that keeps asking for money. Love it. Uh, all right. So last wide receiver we're going to talk about here. Uh, once again, I want to say appreciate everyone who is tuning in right now. We will get to everyone's questions at the end of this show. Just got a couple more players to run through here for waiver wire important levels. That next player, wide receiver Hunter Renfro, the slot for Derek Carr and the number one, I still can't believe it, the number one passing offense right now in the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders, Hunter Renfro, only rushed on 22% of sleeper leaks. People don't believe. They don't believe this offense. They think Darren Waller is the only option there. Let us know why we need to go out and get Hunter Renfro. This is mostly a PPR take, but I will say, you know, right now we're sitting at the as the wide receiver 26 in PPR formats. That's because Hunter Renfro has cleared five catches and 55 yards in every single game. He also hit Pater last Sunday. His 22 targets are tied for 11th in the NFL among wide receivers. So dad bot or not, Hunter Renfro is getting it done for the Las Vegas Raiders right now. It'll be interesting to see how this role progresses as Henry Ruggs starts to get more involved. We've seen Henry Ruggs heat up over the last couple of weeks. If they continue to use Ruggs within that um, system the way that we know that they can or that they should be able to because he's looking really good now, then, you know, Renfro could dip and dive down below that, you know, we'll call it the Mendoza line for you to add uh, your guy here. I think that Renfro, look, I'm trying not to write about Renfro, but similar to Peyton Barber, we have to. The production is there, and you have to be able to get in there. So I would um, I would figure out how you can you know, avoid picking up Renfro, but he's definitely worth an ad if you're very desperate in a PPR format. All right. Next set. Oh, let me. All right. Real quick, rapid fire on those. Tell me who you wouldn't. How about how much do you just tell me who you wouldn't drop out of those wide receivers that I gave you that we just talked about who you wouldn't drop for one of these guys. Uh, Would you drop any of, or would you pick up any of those guys for KJ Osborne? Would you drop KJ Osborne for all those guys? Yeah, except for Renfro. Okay. Um, What about Zach Pascal? Yeah, I would drop all, I would drop Pascal for all those guys. All right. Would you drop, I'll give you a run. Would you drop Ronald Jones? for any of those guys give you a running back yeah if i need a wide receiver i would drop jones for all those guys 
All right. Uh, Sterling Shepard, who gets injured. No, I'm going to hang on Shepard. Hopefully it's one of the the man. Shepard was just having such a good year, man. I this know. is a shame. That guy just keeps getting hurt. And what about what about your boy, Robbie Anderson? Would you drop Robbie Anderson for any of these guys? I would drop Robbie Anderson like a bad habit. <laughs> Robbie Anderson needs to be dropped immediately, yeah. man. I agree. All right. So uh, we will just rapid fire these tight ends because they're not guys that you necessarily need to go out because they're going to be league winners. So uh, rapid fire these tight ends. Uh, Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz and Tyler Conklin, uh, who he was the guy that kind of replaced KJ Osborne uh, and Irv Smith had a big day against Seattle. Any of these three that you are highly considering or you do think can have a bigger kind of fantasy role moving forward? Yeah, I think Dawson Knox is the one for me out of those three that's the top ad, and that's because he doesn't compete with many uh, with other people at the tight end position in that offense right now um, because he's just getting it done in back-to-back games. He's tight end, uh, he's tight end five on the year after back-to-back scores. We just talked about how if we want to invest in Emmanuel Sanders or this Buffalo offense, then we should be wanting to invest in a guy like Dawson Knox, especially if we're frustrated at the tight end position. So that would be something I'd be looking at here. You know, maybe you picked up Robert Tunyon, excuse me, and you didn't realize that the Packers are probably going to regress in the passing game this year, and he is going to regress personally because of the touchdowns. Then maybe go pick up a guy like Dawson Knox because you trust that offense a little bit more to get Knox involved, and he's been um, on the field quite a bit. So, yeah, I'd pick him up. Quick point on Dalton Schultz here, Johnny. Yeah, I would love to just invest in Dalton Schultz. We talked about him last night on the stream. But again, you know, Blake Jarwin exists in this offense. And so we have a situation where he could eat into that value and it could be a Jarwin game. Then it could be a Schultz game or it could be a backs game where they're moved. You know, the running backs are used more in the pass catching. uh, You know, so that's that's where I'm at with the tight end position. Look, we know it's a dumpster fire. It is every single year. I think these two are worth speculative ads. And then don't forget about Tyler Conklin here. Had a great game against the Seahawks. Obviously, we knew this was a high over under, but we have seen Kirk Cousins use the tight end position before. If he gets back to that, if K.J. Osborne takes a back seat after that, you know, very weird, fluky production at the beginning of the year, then you could see a situation where Conklin could, you know, give us the Irv Smith type breakout we were calling for preseason. Schultz, man. Coming up big for your boy last yeah. night, uh, and and some and and some lineups. Uh, all right, quickly jumping over here on this quarterback, the two quarterback streamers we got. We got Sam Darnold on this list. Let's go! A lot of people hating on Sam Darnold. We told you don't give up hope. There is a lot to be hopeful for when you're getting a player from Adam Gase. And it happens again and again and again and again, just similarly like, uh, but on the opposite for the good of Josh Gordon uh, happens for the good of these other players coming from the Adam Gase tree. Uh, Sam Darnold, how much you trust him? Taylor uh, Heineke, I always struggle now with his last name. Uh, Taylor Heineke, which one do you like more? Is it just this week or potentially a longer term uh, stream here? Uh, it could be a longer-term stream. He does have Philly, though, after Dallas, and Minnesota, though, after that. If you look at what Sam Darnold has brought to the table, look, a couple quarterbacks have three rushing touchdowns on the year. One of them, Skyler Murray. The other one, Sam Darnold, uh, with three rushing yeah. touchdowns this year so far. He got two of them last week. He's had three over 300 yards in back-to-back games. Over 34 passing attempts in all three games. You love to see that for volume sake. And... 
uh, 23 points, 18 points, and then 18 points in four-point touchdown leagues. He is a streamable candidate. He's on the streamable radar, and I think against Dallas, this should be a high-scoring contest. A lot of people discrediting Carolina, but they've been a lot better than what we thought. So I actually think he's good there. I do want to say uh, really quick, Freak Stomper 49er uh, says Tommy Tremble is going to eat guys, stash him while you can. I do like this as a sneaky pickup uh, tight end for Carolina. They just traded Dan Dan Arnold uh, to Jacksonville, and which is kind of a surprise. I actually didn't believe this trade actually went through when I saw it. I was like, this has to be a fake thing because they were using Dan Arnold pretty well. We know how much um, Sam Darnold also likes to use the tight end position. So uh, it, I'm not saying go out and grab him right now. It is an interesting stash, though, to keep monitoring. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a deep league and you're hurting for yeah. tight end, go for it. But I will just say this. I mean, Dan Arnold, yeah, they traded him away. was only playing 29, 37% of snaps over the last couple of weeks. Tremble only got in for 26% of snaps. And, yeah, you know, you like what he did in that game. He got in for a rushing touchdown, if I'm if I'm not mistaken here. Um, and so, yeah, like that's kind of fun. But again, what we want is our tight ends to be on the field a lot and running right. a lot of routes. And these guys mm-hmm. historically in this young offense over the last couple of years has not used tight end. So he is. Yeah, I mean, right here, ML's speaking my language right here. He says. My big concern on Tremble is he's a run blocking specialist. Mm-hmm. Only caught something like 35 balls his senior year. Again, yeah. that's what we're talking about. And this offense doesn't historically use the tight end position as much. And why would you when you have guys like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and now Terrace Marshall? You're gonna yeah. I will say that maybe with the, you know, if CMC is going to take a step back out of the offense and they don't trust Chuba enough, they will go to Tremble a little bit more. But that's just a lot of speculation for me to go add over the three guys that I mentioned already. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mr. Miyagi saying a stream that will live in infamy last. We were talking about last night when, uh, when we had uh, a bunch of yeah. people jump on uh, Gus asking or saying, I'm getting so many trades for Swift. Of course you are. Cause everyone yeah. wants him. Cause everyone realized how much they made a mistake and how good he is. So kudos. Don't trade him away though. Um, all right. Rob asking number one, waiver wire priority priority at running back. I have Kamara, Chris Carson, James Robinson, and Kareem hunt. Only uh, dependable wide receivers are Jamar Chase and Ridley. Is it worth picking up Renfro or Patrick PPR? He's got the number one. Yeah, Yeah. I would go after Patrick. Absolutely, I think it is. I will say that if you, you know, I I talked about picking up Chuba as a a blocking move here, but I would actually go and get Patrick in your situation. If you're looking at Chase and Ridley only right now as your guys that you can depend on, go get Patrick as that third option in your your offense because you have the running backs a little bit locked up here. I almost, I do, I, again, I do think Tim Patrick worth the waiver, if you, you know, especially because he's a little thin at wide receiver, but I almost like depending on if your league is, you know, uh, a team that or a, a league that trades more often, I almost like picking up Chuba. You don't need him trying to, trying to and try to trade him, yeah. pair him, pair him with Ridley and you can major majorly upgrade that, well, that the other wide thing receiver. you can do here is just trade out of the number one priority you know like yeah that's also get, another you know, one yeah like maybe just sell the whole mystery box of number one and not even tell them who you'd be going after because maybe they are not going to even want tim patrick as bad as you do and right. maybe you'll be able to trade out to third or fourth priority still get patrick and get the value uh that you would get there so i, I don't mind that that uh but i think if you just want to secure your guy go and get patrick i think that's a good ad for your wide receiving core 
All right, we got uh, Jacoby Freak Stomper 49. Jacoby is an upgrade over Tua, so everyone should be better in Miami. Uh, we'll oh, see if Frank, I, I don't know. Uh, Freak Stomper coming for Tua's head there, man. Yeah. I mean, it it's fair. We just have not seen anything out of Tua just yet to get us excited. Hopefully, he can get back healthy and, and get going here. Mr. Miyagi say McCaffrey not going on IR worries me to spend a truckload of fob to get uh, Chuba. And yeah, and that's what's kind of uh, nice is yeah. you don't. Yeah, well, you don't necessarily have to spend a truckload uh, in order to uh, get him because of that very thing. Uh, we talked about uh, dropping. Drew, Drew Markham here says, fix my team, please. I'm 0-3 in a 10-point half-point half PPR. Starting lineup is Lamar, Mixon, Najee, DK, oh. CD, Hawkinson, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, streaming de defense benches, Hollywood, Corey Davis, Tyson, Sermon, Gainwell. I would Better. be interested in getting out of Corey Davis and Tyson Williams, um, maybe even Sermon, but I'd hold on to Sermon because you want to invest in that offense a little bit and, and going and picking up some of the guys we mentioned here. Again, the article will be up on the website, so you can look at that as well within the next couple hours. Um, I, but initially, I think those are two guys you could get rid of to try and go and, and get more bolster. But other than that, I this mean, lineup yeah, is not bad. Like, no, and – Better days probably ahead. We got to remember it's it is a long season, so um, that is a good team that you should be able to to do some things uh, with moving forward. Uh, Christopher Chavez asking, should we hold Gibson or trade him high? Question mark. I mean, you're definitely holding on to yeah. Gibson here. Uh, he is still being used quite heavily in the offense. I mean, last week got uh, 13 touches there. He took one of those uh, for 73 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, it was his worst day running the football, but he played a Buffalo defense that's really, really uh, stingy against the run. You've got Atlanta, Kansas City, and Green Bay in three of his next four. So better days ahead here. That's a great schedule to kind of open up here for Gibson. And um... – we also talked about that stretch. Selling yeah. him high wouldn't work right now. He's not as high a value as because right. he's had the rough start, so you wouldn't get the value on him. I would, I, you know, and we keep saying this. I would go out and try to acquire him right now. It might be a little bit difficult after him having a, a solid game yesterday, but I would go and try to trade for him now because that that schedule wide open. He is going to be one of those top running backs over the next few weeks that people are going to be wanting to have. Yeah, I love this question. What are your thoughts about JT? Every time we have a little bit of a Naheem Hines game, the panic sets in for Jonathan Taylor. Guys, Jonathan Taylor had 6.4 yards per carry in this game. He ran 10 times for 64 yards. This is more of a play-calling issue, more of a game where they needed to come back in. They did not use him a lot in the passing game in this one. They will get the he's gonna find he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be right on the RB2 kind of uh, borderline from week to week because of the state of the offense. If Wentz can regain some health, that'll obviously go up. But Miami, Baltimore, and Houston over the next few games, not you know those are attackable defenses there, especially on the ground. So I, I would actually be okay with holding on to JT. Yeah, he's another one I'm going after and trying to target. He's getting a lot of those goal line works. He just hasn't really scored a whole lot of touchdowns this year. So uh, people just worried about him i would go out and try to get him gus asking us hey my cousin is trading ceh for gordon i think i can offer him a better trade offer him Hines. what do you think i'm wondering uh, if, if this PPR, is PR, yeah i mean if it's is this PPR, melvin is this melvin gordon too or is this josh gordon well i think it's melvin gordon but it's gotta be melvin right 
Yeah, I would not trade CEH away for for Melvin Gordon. No, that would not be something I would do. As yeah. as low as CEH's floor can be, we know that his upside is 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 yeah. is high in any given week in that offense. Yeah, I would. I I don't know if offering Hines is a better. I mean, I think you could throw Hines in as like a a, a piece, but I think you'd probably have to pair someone with. Hines in order for CEH in order to like improve the thought process there for Gordon. Uh, but Roach, I don't like that trade either. Roach Cheetah says hello over on Twitch. We love our Twitch family growing over there. New yeah. stream this year. So what's going on, brother? All right. So fantasy football stats guy. Running backs are currently Eckler, Tyson, Mitchell, Sermon, Drake, Pollard. How much fob would you put on Chuba? And he says, I don't have to drop anyone either. Well, that's great. You've got a few oh, more nice. projects you can invest in here. I think anywhere between 20 and 35% of your fob is a good amount of fob to be spending on a guy like Chuba. I would go and take a look at, you know, um, I mean, it's really going to depend on you because some leagues are going to actually stay within the right boundaries on FOB. And then if you look at our league of record, we start blowing FOB really early. Uh, we have some very... Uh, you know, just not very good people with their money. And yeah, I'm one of not, not great managers of the fob. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, again, I think if you go out and you get him, I'm trying to pair him with another one of your running backs and then try to upgrade another position, either wide receiver or your tight end or something. Cause you do have a good amount of depth there at the running back, but I, I'm not sure you're going to need that amount. Right. So um, I would try to potentially pair a couple of those up and get a much upgraded position there. So uh, ML says, I don't think we'll be comfortable actually starting a Dallas tight end all year. Unfortunately, for the reasons you mentioned, absolutely. Yep. Um, and then fantasy so football stats guy trying to, yeah. <laughs> fantasy football stats guy trying to correct us on Heineke. It's not Heineke. It is Heineke. If you go look at uh, NBC yeah. Sports Edge, put an article out talking about his friends and the way they still pronounce it wrong. Uh, but it is Heineke. So we'll get that yeah. article out, you know, and you check that out. Colts putting Marlon Mack on the trading block here. Hey, we'll see. Hey, 49ers will probably pick him up. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that would be that would be interesting to see if anyone trades for him. Killjoy coming in here says, hey, guys, it's been a while. Appreciate you, Killjoy. Welcome back in. Rob Navarro awesome. saying thanks, guys. You got it, man. Mr. Miyagi says, I like that package, Ridley and and Hub to upgrade. Oh, he must be talking about. Uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, that when he was he had mentioned that uh, or there was somebody who had mentioned they had Ridley and who is there? They had like two two wide receivers and then they had a bunch of running backs and they were asking, should we go after Tim Patrick or. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Gaskin value. Who can I realistically get for an RB2 option? I have Cook as my RB1. So really what you're looking to do is pair Melvin Gordon and Gaskin to try and get you back your perfect RB2. Johnny, you have any ideas on uh, you know slow starts? I mean, if you can get the Gibson owner, owner to bite on that or even Taylor to bite on that, I don't know why they would. Um, but if you could get something like that, let me take a look at some of the guys in that range. I do think, uh, yeah, if you could do something like that and get an upgrade, then then I would. I do think better days are ahead for Gaskin. They have a, a opening up in their schedule. It's not as difficult. You know, Gaskin yeah, maybe a is guy, the best running back in that back. I think league. maybe like a guy like Chris Carson. Yeah, um, that's a perfect one. Like yep. uh, there's Chase Edmonds, even Dave Montgomery, who's kind of having a slow start. I think yeah. both of the all, all those guys would be guys I would go after, Michael, uh, if you could get that done. All right. 
Uh, Mr. Miyagi saying Ridley is Ridley is dependable is becoming a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. The struggle uh, is real. Rook 7,000 saying, should I pick up Josh Gordon or off the waiver wire? I have a free spot. Should I start Mark Andrews or Rob Gronkowski as your tight end? Uh, we'll get back to you on the tight end start. It's a little early in the week, but remember, if you're subscribed to the channel, you'll catch all of our uh, breakdowns. Our matchup breakdowns come out on the Patreon, and also, that's the full video. They come out on all the Spotify and, and, and Apple podcast platforms. I do think Josh Gordon is worth a pickup, depending on what your roster construction is. Like we talked about, put some of the guys ahead of him, Tim Patrick, Emmanuel Sanders, and A.J. Green would be guys I go pick up before him. This could be true. This could be just Brady and Gronk show. Well, watch watch Gronk's health, though. He didn't look right at the end of that game. So that's why there's some hesitancy on the Gronk part. Uh, so just we'll monitor that throughout the week. But yeah, I do expect a big Gronk and Brady day on, on Sunday, returning to their old stomping grounds. Andre Silva is worth trading CEH and Woods for Mixon. Absolutely. If you get yes. this still done, you go do it immediately. I think you'd be yes. getting out on guys whose value becomes much more volatile for a guy in Mixon who's getting great uh, work here. Thomas Medina yep. says, K-Paso whispers. What's going on? What's Cheers up? to Panama yeah. International. Thank you, Thomas. Welcome yeah. in. Thanks for joining Mr. Uh, Whisper Nation here. Thoughts on trading Ayuk for Latavius? I get the running back. I would I, stick with Ayuk unless you are absolutely desperate. Like if you have no running backs, maybe you can see it. But I, Ayuk is the the better player in this deal, and he's starting to warm up in the offense finally. Yep. yep. So, all right. Christopher, Christopher says needed tight end PPR. <laughs> Should I offer Madison and Claypool to the Dalvin Cook owner for Noah Fant? Uh I. <sighs> I, could, I, I guess you could yet. consider this, but I think there's other – I would continue to stream the tight end position. I don't yeah. like advertising giving up, you know, uh, running back or any kind of other depth for a guy, you know, and who knows, could the Cook uh, injury linger? And then you've yeah. got a situation where Madison is really getting it done for you. So that's that's kind of where I would be at with that. I agree. Opinions on getting two first-round picks and Robert Woods for Waddle. I receive the picks and Woods. I mean, two first rounders. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would do this. Would get that done. Yeah, I do like a waddle. I do think better days are ahead for Robert Woods. Like I'm not uh, it, like I do think that he's eventually going to get have his has have his time. Um, but that connection right now with Cup is just undeniable. Uh, but yeah, I like that. I like that trade. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi, given a pro tip here, you should not have any free spots. Pick up some lotto tickets, a.k.a. Yes. handcuffs. And Johnny yes. has talked about this before, especially on the Sunday night, Monday night games. Go and find that handcuff or a backup player before the game starts. Put him on your roster with that free spot. And then if he, you know, he doesn't do anything or nobody gets hurt, then you've got a situation where you can drop that player. But that's 100%. what I would do there. Uh, Thomas Medina says, sweet, gracias. You're welcome. Hey, you're welcome. Or it's probably Tomas. Yeah, uh, but it probably I, is Tomas. Yeah. And then Christopher Chavez says, thanks a lot, fellas. You got it. Well, we want Appreciate to thank you all for hopping in here and giving us a like, giving us a subscribe on the channel. Make sure you go check the website, thefantasywhispers.com. We'll get that link in the description in the next couple hours when the article comes out. That's it. That's how we made it through this waiver wire show. Again, appreciate you all for joining us. If you have any more questions, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Big Travi, TFW, on his Twitter. I should just say you can find Big Travi on Twitter. His uh, his Twitter is at Big Travi TFW. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny underscore Game Time. Right under there. I got to get used to doing that. <laughs> uh, if you have any more questions, let us know. Also, join the Discord. And uh, we love to answer. Whisper Nation loves joining the community and talking fantasy football. Until 
tomorrow when we break down the Thursday night matchup. That is it for us over here at the Fantasy Whispers. You guys have a wonderful day and great, great luck or good luck. I don't know if you can say great luck on your waiver wires this week. Big Travi, you have any last words before we close out? No, let's go get these waivers. Let's get it done. Build that roster up. All right, Whisper Nation. For Big Travi, I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks. We're the Fantasy Whispers. We're out. Peace. Peace. Right here. Look at you go. You made it to the end of another one of our videos. Hey, if you still have some questions, I totally understand. Or you just want to join an awesome fantasy football community, head on over to our Discord chat. Link is in the description below. And if you're still not sold on us, check out one of these videos.